Well, welcome to the Midweek. This is Pastor Cooper. And um, the Midweek is an episode styling within our CFC podcast channel um, that just provides a space to either talk more about our Sunday messages, if we need to go deeper into the text, um, or other cultural moments that are happening within our current landscape and just talking about those things from a biblical perspective. So most of the time it'll be myself and Pastor Mark. We might have other staff members or other people from our church community, other special guests, um, just speak on things that, that, that are happening and things that will provide um, good conversations even beyond this podcast. So um, yeah, this is the midweek. Thank you so much for joining in. And um, yeah, we're just glad to be a part of this church's mission and vision to help people know Jesus and live for him daily. And maybe this midweek podcast can just kind of help us know Jesus, to grow in Jesus, and to be equipped and confident to go for Jesus as we create more disciples. So thanks for tuning in, and here's this week's episode. Well, hello, everyone. Thanks for joining in on the midweek podcast. So we're kind of back to our schedule every other week of doing some podcasts. So it's myself, Pastor Cooper here, and Pastor Mark. And today's kind of overview topic is just about um, hearing the voice of God, kind of the what, why, and how of that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're in officially fall season right yes, now. Yes, we are. And today is actually the first kind of day it feels like fall. This yeah. last week has been like in the 80s. Mm-hmm. It's been really hot and all the bugs like hatch out. Like yeah. the other day we had those little black and red bugs. They're like, I think called spring box or box spring mm-hmm. something. Like they're they're weird. I always forget what they're called. We had like a thousand of them on our front door. Because our, oh, our, our house faces south. Right. And we have a black front door. Right. And it heats up hot. Sure. And all these bugs hatch and they just go right to, right, right to <laughs> it the was door. Like the apocalypse <laughs> on our front door on Friday and Saturday. We're like, ah, with it. But it's always the signs of those like hot mm-hmm. fall days. Yeah. But it's also kind of the official time, too, of the pumpkin spice lattes. Everything's Ooh. pumpkin now. But, yep. Mark, I know you're not a coffee guy. Not a coffee guy. Not yeah. a latte guy. Yep, not none a of latte that stuff. Guy. But, what is kind of your warm drink of choice when it comes to fall and, you know, you just need right. something to warm right. your belly? I think my warm drink of choice is peppermint hot chocolate. Oh. But, um, is it like you put like a peppermint stick straight in or is it like a certain mix? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just want a peppermint hot chocolate. Just give me a peppermint hot chocolate. They do whatever they do. Um, yeah. yeah. And I do have to be careful because I'm a lactard um, <laughs> that, uh, it's like, the one at Starbucks kind of gets my stomach, so mm-hmm. but I, so I have to just be careful where I go, and depends on how much milk they put in it, and if they do it with milk and all that stuff, sure. and yeah, do I do oat milk or regular milk or what? Um, so yeah, but yeah, peppermint hot chocolate, I love that. That's really mm-hmm. yummy. Nice. Um, so that would be my go-to. Very nice for and sure. For Kate hot is a, is a tea person, right? Yeah, hers is a London Fog. London fog. Yeah. yeah, but but she has to be careful because it's got caffeine in it. So she had one yesterday, and then she wanted to take a nap and couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, she caffeine. You know, it'll get you. So, oh, yeah, because we don't drink a lot of it. So actually, when we do, it'll keep us up. You know, like I notice that too. If I have a soda or something, mm-hmm. then it have, it's hard to go to sleep or You're whatever. Wired, yeah. wired for sound. Yeah. So. Very That's cool. good, but yeah, fall is here. I see the leaves turn into color just a little bit in some of the deciduous trees, and then uh, yeah, it's getting cold mm-hmm. in the morning. And yeah, yeah, I love it. Yep, this got is the f- best time. Got to figure out better winterize your boat soon. It's getting close to hunting season. Yeah, it's, uh, yep, getting close to That's hunting what I'm season. All about. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Good. Well, Get cool. Well, let's let's dive in 
to the to this topic. So we're talking about how do we hear the voice of God, and I think right. what prompted this topic is currently in our culture a lot of times um, people have been asking us and. Because there's a lot of confusion, a lot mm-hmm. of just grayness and just muddiness. And people are kind of like, well, how do I like navigate these things? How do I get wisdom in these things? Yeah, I heard about hearing the voice of God. Like, how does that happen? Like, does God speak? How does he speak? And I think people are really curious about that, interested in that. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was appropriate that we would at least talk about that and um, be able to um, just, you know, have some good, healthy conversation about Yes. How do we hear the voice of God? What does that mean? Why should we be open to the voice of God? And then how do we do that um, in our current context as well? Right. Um, so I'll just kind of open up a little bit with some biblical theology about what do we mean from hearing the voice of God? Mm-hmm. And Mark, feel free to you know jump in and, and add some thoughts and stuff. And so obviously there's multiple ways that God speaks. Maybe it's right. not obvious, but we see this from scripture. Yes. Literal, literal voice of God is definitely there. Yes. And that does still happen today. Mm-hmm. But we see multiple accounts, and more so in the Old Testament, when God was setting up things um, just within his covenants and leading people. And we see that like with Moses, for instance. There's right. tons of conversations that Moses and God have, like the mm-hmm. literal voice of God. God was here on earth dwelling and speaking we see it with different prophets, like First Samuel, mm-hmm. um, where God speaks to him, and different prophets throughout all the Old Testament. And then once Jesus comes, establishes the new covenant, God's Spirit is now like a part of our lives, and God's mm-hmm. Spirit is speaking through. But there's still some really cool interactions, and one of them is in Acts chapter 9 with yep, Paul's with conversion, Paul. yeah. where he gets knocked off his horse, yep. and Jesus like literally yeah. has a conversation with him and just basically kind of backhands them. Mm-hmm. He's like, what's going on, man? But then ministers to them and, mm-hmm. and gives them a whole new direction. So we have... Just a good reminder, we all need to get knocked off our high horse. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Is that yeah. where that saying comes from, do you think? I don't know. Could be, but it, it would I mean, make sense. Obviously, back then, everybody rode, rode horses, so yeah. it was probably just more yeah. <laughs> Could have been, yeah. <laughs> I get knocked off for Ford F-250. Right, yeah. <laughs> that's what we say today, yeah. yeah. I also think um, through the Gospels, there's a, a lot of literal voice mm-hmm. of God as well. You know, with Jesus getting baptized at the Transfiguration, mm-hmm. um, different different moments as well, where God's literal voice is heard mm-hmm. in a specific way. Um, but but I also think uh, as we kind of talk about the voice of God, one of the things that I think is critical here is just the idea that God's wanting to speak. Mm-hmm. I mean, what an incredibly awesome thing mm, yeah. the, the god of the universe the creator of this planet and all known universes mm-hmm. wants to speak to you yeah and what relate an with awesome you. thing yeah yeah it's not like this idol no of a stone no. thing that doesn't say yeah. anything right it's like no it's an actual yeah. living being right that is above us but mm-hmm. wants to relate with us yeah and, and wants to guide and help mm-hmm. and protect and yeah be with us and be in relationship and mm-hmm. you know it's not his voice isn't there just to squash us all the time it's to give us wisdom and encouragement yeah. and what yeah. an amazing god we serve yeah i think too i was just reminded as you're talking about that like in the creation account mm-hmm. there's yep. conversation happening all the time but right. even in that garden account where he sees adam and eve his first kind of major thing is not a come down on them it's more of like hey why are you hiding you right know, it's just kind of more of like this yeah loving but also, like, he already knows. Yeah, he knows. He's trying to, like, help, you know, shepherd them correctly yeah. and stuff. And so whenever, whenever he does conversate, it's 
it's really good. Right. There are times in the Old Testament where he, he kind of lays a smack down. Right. Um, and rightly so. Right. <laughs> we, we call those adult spankings. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So so we have God's literal voice. Yep, um, literal voice. Yeah. We're also, it's also clear that Scripture itself um, speaks. It's God-breathed. Yep. See that in 2 Timothy 3.16, 3, mm-hmm. and it really helps drive um, a lot of direction for us because God yeah. is moving in that scripture. It's living and breathing. It's an actual thing. It's God speaking to us yeah. through his spirit. Um, so God's word really speaks truth in that. And it, um, it is also the foundation of mm-hmm. everything that we use moving forward to decipher yeah. whether Correct. we're hearing the word of God correctly yeah. because it is... God's spoken word mm-hmm. written down. Correct. And we just happen to have the amazing privilege mm-hmm. to see God's spoken word on the page. Yep. Yep. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and then there's, there's dreams and visions. Mm-hmm. Um, there's different areas in old Testament, new Testament where this occurs. Um, one of the more famous ones is acts 10 yeah. where Peter has this vision uh, that God spoke to him about kind of this new direction for mm-hmm. the church. Um, so there's dreams and visions, um, right. and that's there's a ton of this in the Old Testament, yeah. and even in the, in the, in the New mm-hmm. Testament. Well, the entire Book of Revelation. Yes, yes, is a dream and a vision. Yeah, yeah. yes, correct. Um, other people speaking as well. Mm-hmm. Um, all the prophets in the Old yep. Testament are speaking um, through, like, with God's Spirit upon them. Um, there's prophecy, and you know, in the New Testament accounts. You know, obviously, Paul talks yeah. on this. Hey, people are going to have gifts of prophecy, right, to encourage the church, and it's you know they're speaking. Um, with that. Yeah. So um, that happens as well. Um, mm-hmm. And even like, it doesn't have to be these massive moments, I would say too. Like, right. I'm, I'm sure you've experienced, I've experienced I where sometimes people will just speak to you gently. Yes. And they don't even know that they're like really speaking. Like, they don't even know they're prophesying of, yeah. over me. And you're yeah. just like, holy smokes. Like, yeah. that was exactly what I've been thinking about and processing and praying to God about for yeah. this decision. They just come over and say, hey, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, what the heck, you know, yeah, like that was God speaking yeah, to me through yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not like this, you know, coming before and like, I'm the prophet of God, yeah. you know, they throwing just, their coat off. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're just having a cup of coffee and you're like, Hey, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, Whoa. <laughs> um, and then like, like you said before too, um, it's gotta be balanced in scripture. And yeah. I think a part of this too, and I think you're going to go into this with, with, with some verses is, um, our lives need to be in, in a place to to understand and to uh, know the voice of God, um, yeah. to be able to recognize the voice of God. I know you have like John 5 in there and John right. 10 about the good shepherd and just the voice exactly. of, of, of Jesus, essentially yeah. with the voice of God. And that as the sheep, we should hear that voice and recognize it and be able to follow it. But I think yeah, maybe that's you want the to, John 10. One. Yeah. Maybe yep. you want to speak a little bit more about just even that concept of, we have to also just know the voice of God yeah. a little bit too. Yeah. Well, I think that's, and that's exactly what you just kind of mentioned. That's the point in John 10 mm-hmm. is that, um, you know, verse, I'll just start at verse one. This is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth. Anyone who sneaks over the wall of a sheepfold rather than going through the gate must surely be a thief and a robber. But the one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them and they follow him because they know his voice. They won't follow a stranger. They will run away from him because they don't know his voice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes Jesus used, and he, I believe he is here too, he's using an illustration that would have been 
very easily recognizable for the Jewish people in that day. Mm-hmm. Lots of sheep herders. Everything's agricultural in that day. So it's a very well-known, easy illustration for everyone, right? Um, and what's interesting here is what Jesus is saying is, I love that phrase, the sheep recognize his voice and they come to him. Mm-hmm. And I think what Jesus is saying here is when when you and I are in relationship with Jesus and we're in relationship with the Holy Spirit and God the Father, we recognize his voice mm-hmm. because we're hearing it all the time, right? That's how we can recognize someone's voice. When when you call me on the phone, I don't even need caller ID. Mm-hmm. I know your voice now. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been hanging around for 10 years now. I, I don't need to... I don't need your caller ID. This first couple words you say, I know this is Cooper. Mm-hmm. I know this is Kate calling me. This is my mom. This is my dad. Why? Because we've been around enough mm-hmm. and we recognize their voice. So here's the point. Am I hanging around with Jesus enough? Mm-hmm. Am I intentionally listening? Am I doing the things and putting myself in a place where I'm listening to his voice mm-hmm. a lot? And I'm intentionally doing that. I have days that I'm doing that, times that I'm doing that. I'll talk about that later. But um, that I can recognize his voice. And then mm-hmm. the other part that's interesting is, do I know who not to follow? Mm-hmm. Do I know what voices are not him? When I hear a song and I recognize that's not my savior. I need to turn that off. You know, or um, a political view. It could be anything. You know, mm-hmm. we've got so many voices in our culture. It could be anything. Do I recognize that voice? And do I also turn that voice off? Because that's a real challenge, right? How do I turn the voices off in culture? I think you put that on there too. Um, so that's a big one. I think that's recognizing mm-hmm. his voice is where we want to be. Mm-hmm. We want to be at this place where um, when Jesus mm-hmm. says something, I know it's him. And I can recognize his voice and mm-hmm. I'm not confused about whether it's him or someone else. I know his voice and, um, and I'm going to follow him yeah. and we're going to talk about that as we go through this podcast, but that can actually be very challenging sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then the, the Deuteronomy chapter, Deuteronomy 13 actually talks about how that can get really challenging as well. And this is when the people of Israel are coming out of, you know, they've gone through the Egypt thing, they've gone through the Exodus, they're in the desert, now they're getting ready to go to the promised land. And these are the last writings of Moses. And they did everything perfect. Well, perfect then, yes. Oh, yeah, they were (laughs) right on track there. Um, They lived not. (laughs) Um, But here's what's interesting. This, This little section is one of those that like could really get us as a church, right? We could, this is challenging. But, but Moses says this, suppose there are prophets among you or those who dream dreams about the future and they promise you signs or miracles and the predicted signs or miracles occur. If they then say, come, let us worship other gods, gods you have not known before, do not listen to them. The Lord your God is testing you to see if you truly love him with all your heart and soul. Uh, The Lord is testing to see if you truly love him with all your heart and soul. Serve only the Lord your God and fear him alone. Obey his commands, and then this one, listen to his voice and cling to him. The false prophets or visionaries who try to lead you astray must be put to death, for they encourage rebellion against the Lord your God, who redeemed you from slavery and bought you, brought you out of the land of Egypt. Now, here's what's interesting, right? These prophets and these dreamers, 
they have moments where what they say comes true. And so you, we begin to, and this, I'm going to try not to get into this. I'll just say that that's happened recently, even in our culture. We've had prophets that were consistent for long periods of time, and they were maybe prophesying some things that were might not have been completely true. And a lot of people followed them. And that thing, I think in some ways, could have pulled them away from the Lord and wanted them to serve or love something else other than God himself. And when that happens, we have to notice it and say, no, I know what God's voice sounds like, and it doesn't sound like that. I know God's word. God's word is extremely clear that I'm not supposed to worship another God. I'm not supposed to do that. So even though you're a prophet that's done a good job, even though you're a dreamer and your dreams have come true, there's times where you can miss it. And we need to be aware of that because we know God's voice. And then what's interesting is God says, actually, those people need a stiff consequence. Um, and I, I wonder if we would do that. You know, would we do we put to death in our own lives the things that are trying to shout louder than God? Do we put to death the things that are trying to get in the way of us hearing God's voice? And we say, nope, the most important thing in my life is obeying his commands, listening to his voice and clinging to the Lord. If that's true, then um, then I'm going to have to take some significant steps to make sure that the loud voices are, are, are not louder than God's. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, um, what we can kind of see is again, God speaks in many ways. Yeah. Literally through his voice, just auditorily, Mm -hmm. you can hear it, um, through his word, Mm -hmm. um, through dreams and visions, other people, prophets, prophecies, but everything has to again be balanced in scripture. Um, Oh, I was just thinking there's one we didn't put on the list here and that's donkeys. Right. Yeah. Right. Especially Balaam's Balaam's donkey. Yeah. yeah. Which is unfortunate because it's a good example. When you are not listening to God, mm-hmm. He will use whatever is in your life to He'll get your attention. Seek you. Yeah. Yep. And and if you're not listening to him, because Balaam was supposed to be mm-hmm. and he wasn't listening to God, and God didn't want to mess that up, so he used his donkey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is a pretty, it's a pretty funny story. It's a pretty funny story, yeah. Um, of that whole interaction and stuff. Yes. But um, so I think it comes to the question again of why we should be seeking the voice of God or why are people asking, like, hey, I want to hear God's voice. I'm not hearing it. Mm-hmm. So there's obviously like this value that people are sensing that it should be important to hear the voice of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what we see from Scripture, from both Old Testament and New Testament, is there's a lot of benefit and obviously, just as a Christ follower, we need to be listening to the voice of God, like you mentioned right. in John 10. But there is direction and wisdom yes, in, in seeking and hearing the voice of God. And we see that through the Old Testament a ton. A just, lot. There's yeah. this like, what do we do, Lord? Yeah. Like, what do we do? He speaks to them, gives them direction and wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in Acts 10 is, is another uh, key area for just the New Testament church of kind of being like, what do we do? And the Mm -hmm. Lord gives direction and speaks Mm -hmm. comfort and encouragement. Um, Something that I, uh, one of my favorite stories, and I might be preaching on this actually soon, is in 1 Kings 19, um, just where it's Elijah and he's just, he's done. Like he he actually had a really cool moment. Right. The prophets of Baal, but then through his own just... (laughs) Mental (laughs) struggle. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah. It's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's just done. Yep. He feels like God's dead, like nothing's going to happen. And then in a mm-hmm. still small voice, God comforts him and encourages him. He's like, no, like I have a remnant of people. It's going to like grow and right. there's good things that are still happening. And God can speak a certain word of comfort and encouragement to us. Right. I think what's so cool is it also is a personal word for right. people. Yeah. Like God was personally invested in Elijah and gave him exactly what Elijah needed for encouragement mm-hmm. and comfort. And that happens in all of our lives. There's different areas, different contexts um, for that. Uh, correction. God will speak yep. to correct others. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this is always rooted in that having that deep relationship with God. Yeah. Um, because it just encourages our relationship as we communicate. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of mentioned like, you know, family members and stuff like that. Like if your wife or, or my wife, if my wife and I just literally sat in a room, mm-hmm. didn't talk. Mm-hmm. I didn't even hear her at all. Right. Or any, like that's yeah. not a healthy relationship, nope. yeah. you know, or anything like that. Or if like, yeah, we're married, but I never see her. Right. And we never hang out. Like mm-hmm. that's not healthy relationships at mm-hmm. all. So hearing the voice of God and praying and that all kind of is a mm-hmm. big, you know, circle yeah. to keep it going. I, I um, actually helps had this, that relationship. I had this question at the nurse to flourish thing mm. when I asked the pastor a question. Somebody yeah. asked me about that. You know, how important is it to hear the voice of the Lord and to mm-hmm. continue praying, to continue yeah. seeking him and mm-hmm. praying and not just leaving it to, Oh, I talked to God about that once. It's good. Um, and I said, I said, the illustration I used was like yours. Well, what if I went home and said, Hey Kate, we've been married for 26 years now. So, I guess I'm pretty good. I don't think we need to talk anymore. And uh, let's mm-hmm. see how this goes. How how well do you think that would go? And the ladies in the room were like, yeah, that ain't going so well. Yeah, yeah. And it's true. I mean, we, we sometimes do that, that part of seeking the voice of God or why we should seek the voice of God is because we want deep relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not It's not just always like I need my stuff fixed mm-hmm. or I want my, you know, I need God to tell me what to do here. But it's also just, hey, I'm in a relationship with a person, and that person is God. And when we're in relationship with people and that we want that relationship to be authentic and real and deep mm-hmm. and intimate, then yeah, I got to talk. Yep, and I'm going back to that John 10.10. 10, I was just reminded too about how the Lord, he want, Jesus wants to give us a, a purpose and a, a rich and satisfying life. Right. So part of that is hearing the voice of him. Yes. So that we're in relationship with him to have an actual satisfying life. Exactly. I think that's what people are really kind of having these questions about right now in our culture is they've been maybe inundated with life mm-hmm. and what's happening. They're like, this is not satisfying at all. Mm-hmm. I've tried this. I've tried that. And man, like, it's just not working. Like, mm-hmm what's up with this God thing? Like, yeah, I'm kind of a Christian or I have been, you know, walking, but I've never really been maybe in it mm-hmm. like to the full extent. So what, so the voice of God, like what's this all about? Like I haven't heard the voice of God. I was like, is this a true thing? Mm-hmm. That's what I've been hearing a lot from different people. And it's like, yeah, it is a true thing. It's a good thing. And like we're saying, it ultimately gives us that true satisfying life that right. we all desire. Yeah. Cause we're back in relationship and, com- and community with our heavenly father, which is, how we were intended to be created exactly. from the very first part. So yeah. it's reestablishing what's been intended from mm-hmm. day one mm-hmm. that's been jacked up <laughs> like right. throughout the processes. Yeah. And that, that's, that's a huge part of it. And so I think if we kind of look at this from just what we've covered is a kind of a crash course of some biblical theology of hearing the voice of God and all that stuff. We could obviously go way deeper and go very scriptural basis and have a whole class on this. But 
I think what we need to go into is like, well, how do we do this? Right. Like if people are asking like, hey, how do we hear the voice of God? Mm-hmm. Like, what does that mean? Like, how does mm-hmm. this actually occur? Like, yeah, I, I want to, I want this. Like, I want to right. hear God speak. Like, I am lost. <laughs> I don't have clear direction. I need wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, how does this actually happen? Um, so let's just dialogue on that a little bit of like, how do we hear the voice of God today right. um, in 2021? Like mm-hmm. some people might say, yeah, we're not in the old Testament. We're not like, yeah, that's right. you know, in yeah. the, in the desert with Moses and there's the burning bush. Like, <laughs> like how do, how do we, how do we talk with God? Right. Yeah. Stuff, so, well, I think, I think the good thing to always remember is God hasn't changed, but we have. Mm. So, um, just remember God's the same. He's, he's doing relationship the same and he's, he knows how to do relationships perfectly. Mm-hmm. He created us. He knows our insides and outs. And so he knows humanity, but he also knows Mark. He also knows Cooper. If you're listening to this podcast, he knows you. He made you. He created you. He formed you in your mother's womb. He knows everything about your personality. He knows everything about your gifts and your talents. He knows everything about what makes you tick. And so there's nobody better than him who knows you deeply and intimately. Um but here's one of the things that I think is challenging for us as Americans. I would say this is what makes hearing the voice of the Lord today the most challenging for us as Americans, and that is that hearing the voice of God does take intentional quiet time, mm-hmm. and we just don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. We do not do intentional quiet time well, ever. I mean, we're we're like a, what is it now? We're like a two-second generation, mm-hmm. which is once something changes in front of us in two seconds. We're like, all right, got to find the new thing. I mean, that's crazy. God doesn't work that way. He just doesn't. And he's not going to change for us. You know, I mean, he's not going to, he doesn't need to, but, um, he, he's going to ask, you know, if you want a relationship with me, then it's going to take intentional quiet time. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you just because I've done that, um, that it's rewarding. And it's the most rewarding thing you'll ever experience in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. But it does take time. I, I got to set my alarm clock an hour earlier um, or I got to take my lunch time to do it or I got to whatever. Mm-hmm. I've got to intentionally block out time in the day. And so I think that intentional quiet time with the Holy Spirit really requires daily quiet time, weekly quiet time, monthly quiet time. And then I think retreats are great. Um, and so there should be time where every day I'm trying to listen to the Lord and I'm having an, equi- an, an intentional quiet time. But then also all throughout the day, and I think you'll talk about this a little bit mm-hmm. in the point up above, I also have to learn how to hear his voice in the middle of all the noise of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I have weekly times and we call that church, <laughs> right? That's why we do church. That's why we meet together as a church. Mm-hmm. Part of that is intentional worship and quiet time with the Lord. Um, and then monthly, you know, there might be something monthly that you do. Uh, there can also be times where you meet together with a relational environment and you guys, you together, you listen to the voice of the Lord, but then retreats are great. You know, if you go on a women's retreat or a men's retreat or a youth camp and you, we build in intentional quiet time into those times away, it's huge. It's huge. And what's challenging for us um, I know that Rooted does this too, where you have an intentional prayer time. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it always 
is interesting to have, you know, have that dialogue after the prayer time Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, how, how'd that go? You just spending time with God for two hours. And it's always like, man, that was really hard. Mm -hmm. My mind was so distracted. I was thinking about this, that, and the next thing. And we just, our, our, the way we do life mentally as Americans makes this intentional quiet time and hearing the voice of God today, I think it just makes it very challenging. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn the spiritual disciplines Mm -hmm. of quieting um, the world. And I think you put that on our list here today. So why don't you tackle that one for a minute? How important it is to just Mm -hmm. shut out the noise and how do you do that? And what should you shut out and what should you let in and all that? Because I think the the biggest thing that I've noticed in my own life and I'm still working on my own life is I have to lessen unneeded noise to actually raise the volume of like God in my life. Um, That's good. And I think one of the bigger things is we all have a finite resource of time. Mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you're rich, poor, you have 24 hours a day. Right. Everybody has the same exact resource. So instead of like adding things, we can't add more hours to the day. We just, <laughs> it's physically impossible mm-hmm. unless you're having the sun stand still. And yeah. You, unless you're Joshua. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, I know for myself, I had to edit things right out of my life and edit noise that was mm-hmm. just causing mm-hmm. my heart and my mind to drift. So now, you, had, you had to say no to some things to say yes to Jesus. It's crazy. Okay. Yeah. It's this weird concept. Yeah. It's this weird concept. Right. I, I think it's biblical. Yeah. I don't know. It kind of sounds like it. <laughs> I've read it somewhere. Yeah. But, and I think the the biggest thing too is, is delineating between the unneeded noise and just noise. So noise is a part of life. I have so, two small kids. Yeah, talk about that like, for a minute. Say it again. The unneeded noise and just noise. Right. Like there's just noise. How do you in know life. the difference? And yeah, yeah, all that. yeah. So obviously, uh, two year old, four year old, it's loud. Yep. <laughs> they're they're full on boys, yeah. and it's fun, and that's just life, right? Mm-hmm. We're in a busy season, so there's going to be noise. There's going to be things happening. There's also unneeded noise that I've starting to recognize. I'm like, that's not great for my own heart and mind and spirit. A lot for me, it's social media. Mm-hmm. That was, was a, that's what I recognize, and even YouTube and just all this stuff that can just create unneeded noise from the culture and just everybody's thoughts, opinions, mm-hmm. this and that. And it's just, I mean, on Instagram or on Facebook, you can scroll and see a little tiny, you know, picture that has whatever, like some little one-liner about a political thing, mm-hmm. and that can like kind of jack you mm-hmm. up for like couple of minutes and it's like whoa yeah. like that that's I, noise right i was just going to ask you that unneeded noise that mm-hmm. you've cut out of your life when you go and you go to sit down and pray mm-hmm. and you go to sit down and have a quiet time mm-hmm. what do you think cutting out that unneeded noise is done when mm-hmm. you're intentionally trying to be quiet with the lord yeah no it filters your brain like a lot better to like not have all this stuff running in your brain a lot of times of all these thoughts and opinions and blah 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 like it just, it slows things down, honestly. It sounds weird, mm-hmm. but it just slows down just life a little bit. And it seems like, so from like an athlete perspective, when like like Michael Jordan or Tom Brady, they're like, yeah, the game is just slowed down. Right. Because they're at this point where it's like, they can see things and do certain things. I'm not saying I'm at, I'm at this point of life slowing down. You're the down. Michael Jordan of listening yeah, to God's voice. At all. <laughs> you at all. are the goat of <laughs> yeah, listening yeah. to God's voice. Yeah, I'm far <laughs> from it, far <laughs> from it. But but I think what I'm noticing is life seems a little bit slower. And so I feel like I can make better decisions. I can see things 
and just allow the spirit to like lead me a little bit better as a husband and father and brother and son and all the mm-hmm. roles that I play mm-hmm. instead of just like, go, 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 go. And mm-hmm. just like in this life of hurry and having just tons of different right. voices and stuff. Now I'm not saying like to do this, you have to get rid of this, this, this. It's not about like the devil's social media or that or whatever. Yeah. I'm just saying there's unneeded noise mm-hmm. that I think we need to like take a moment yeah. to like evaluate and be like, what is happening in my life that's distracting the voice of God. If I'm if I want to hear the voice of God, what are things unneeded in my life right. that are taking away from those opportunities to really hear um, what God's speaking mm-hmm. throughout those daily interactions and stuff. Because each person's unneeded noise might be different, right? Totally, yeah. So for you, you're saying mine was social media. Mm-hmm. So for me, mine might be sports stuff. Sure. Like I yeah. just like it. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things. What do you really like? Because mm-hmm. that's what I've noticed, that unneeded noise, just what you're talking about. When I go to sit down in my office at home and I'm going to have my quiet time, it's that unneeded noise that the enemy uses to try to get me to stop mm-hmm. focusing on the verses I'm reading, to stop meditating on those verses. and to Because the reality is I do need some time where I'm literally going to sit in my chair and I'm not thinking about anything. I'm trying not to think about anything. And I'm literally trying in my spirit to listen to the Holy Spirit. But if I've got all this unneeded stuff in my head, I just naturally start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then before you know it, I'm off down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I'm hanging out down in that rabbit hole. Yeah. And in my mind, I'm sitting in my chair, but my mind's in a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And I'm not thinking about what I read. I'm not thinking about what I'm praying about. I'm not thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And then it's, it's a challenge. Yeah. And the, the, I think the other biggest thing um, I know for my uh, generation is cell phones. And even right. Younger generations. Yeah. It's the, it's the biggest um, portal for just yep. unneeded noise and distractions. And um, I think cell phones need to be reclassified as a tool. It's, it's a tool. It's not like, I think we've put it as like a part of our lifestyle. Unnecessary. Um, and yeah. a tool is just to communicate to people, to right. call them, to text them. It's like a shovel. And yeah. I don't carry yeah. my shovel around all the right, time. Right, right. And I think one of the things that I've started to do, and I'm not perfect on this by any means, um, but I'm trying to be more intentional with it, is charging my cell phone in a different room than my bedroom. Yeah, I do um, that too. And yeah. putting it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, but also then um, giving your phone timeout time right. or nap time. And some of these things are from a book that I recently read about just simplifying your life and stuff. But like you might need to give your phone some quiet time. <laughs> you put it in timeout for four hours. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I, I don't care if people can't reach me for the next four hours. And I'm just going to just let it get a bunch of texts and I'll just check my text messages like three times a day mm-hmm. and then respond to people as it goes. I know that's completely counterculture yeah. and it takes a while to get used to because mm-hmm. sometimes people are like, did you get my text? Did you get my text? I texted right. you and you're like, so sorry. Like, nope, I had my phone away for a little while. Oh, yep, I see it now. And then you can follow up there. And it's, it, you have to play that one by ear because everybody's lives are different. And I, mean, I know for like my wife and I and stuff like that, sometimes we need to be in communication about stuff with the boys and things like that. So it, we have to play it yeah. safely yeah. Um, to make it make sense. But, mm-hmm. but man, I think getting rid of some of those unneeded noises, and it, it just takes a moment to just look at your own routines, your own rhythms, and say, what are things that can just be edited out? Right. If, if we're saying, like, I want to hear the voice of God, and I want to, like, be open to his wisdom and direction, 
the first net, the next question should be like, what can be eliminated from right. my, from my rhythm in life? That's causing noise. Right. Is it the talk show I'm listening to the podcast, the um, YouTube videos, the blogs, the social media stuff? Like what, what are things that I can like take away that's causing mental energy to right. be depleted? Yeah. Cause I'm like now invested spiritually, mm-hmm. emotionally into these posts or that, or this YouTube video or this talk show or this, mm-hmm. whatever, like what are the things that I can edit down so that I can get like the voice of the good shepherd to be loud right. in, in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think looking back um, just on the early church fathers yeah, and I think something that's a huge difference and they had their own noise. I'm not saying that they were not noiseless, right. but, but a lot less than us today, a lot less. Yeah. And we always read these accounts of these early church fathers in the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth century, just these monks and stuff. And it's like, man, they were like in tune with the Lord and they right. were just, just doing amazing things. And it's like, well, they didn't have all this extra noise. Right. Like they were able to have a rhythm of life that Mm -hmm. they were open to God speaking and they could hear that. And they were able to just let that be a part of their life where Mm -hmm. I think in our current culture, if you're not busy, you're not successful. Right. And that's counterculture. Or I mean, that's not, I would say what God's intended for us. Yeah. He doesn't want us to be busy to be successful. Right. True success is not being busy. Correct. Yeah. And I think, the biggest place that that suffers is the church. Yeah. I mean, we as pastors, as ministry, if you are not looking busy, if you're, if your ministry doesn't have this amount of people happening, then you're a failure right. for, for, for working for Jesus. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and we can fall into this trap like a hundred percent. Um, not even just outside the culture, the church can be like some of the more dangerous areas of falling into that trap of busyness and all mm-hmm. those things. So it, it takes, it takes true intention to say, Hey, I want to hear the voice of God. What do I need to get out of my life? Mm-hmm. First off, like the unneeded noise, not just, yeah, I, my kids just need to get out of the house for a while. <laughs> stuff. And it's like, yeah, that is Tying nice. my two-year-old to a yeah. tree. What, what, you want, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about here? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. So I think um, it's, it's about like, what are those things that I can just slowly like edit out of my life? Right. Um, so it's just not continually being the noise. Yeah. Um, so I can hear the voice of mm-hmm. God. In that. And I, I have to admit, too, that I think the way we do life in the modern world is just very noisy. It mm-hmm. is. Yeah. I mean, we just have so many things that are vying for our attention mm-hmm. and pulling us in a direction other than God. And, um, you know, I don't want to over-spiritualize things here, but we do have to remember we have an enemy of our soul, mm-hmm. and he's involved in all of that. Mm-hmm. He's involved in all of that politics. He's involved in all of that culture. He's involved in all of that sin. Mm-hmm. He's involved in all of it. And he's he's driving it and he's he's pushing the throttle down on that train. Yeah. Because he knows all of those things that make it difficult for people to see Jesus as Savior and Lord of their life, to hear his voice, and to be on mission for him. Mm-hmm. When though when he can pull all of that out of a culture, then that culture just dies completely. Mm-hmm. And it just gets launched into a culture of sin. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where several people right now are pretty frustrated in the church mm-hmm. with our with our world and our culture. Mm-hmm. We feel like that's happening. You can almost mm-hmm. sense it happening. And that means that we have to intentionally, personally, for me, mm-hmm. I, I have to do what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I yeah. have to look at what things are unneeded in my life mm-hmm. that... Um, 
you know, are John in first John, John would call them antichrists. Right. Right. That's you know, they, they're, they're antichrists are things that, <laughs> that pull me away from Jesus, mm-hmm. you know, and back then, you know, there were, there were different things that they had and mm-hmm. we have our own today, Yeah, but we got to see what they are. Yeah. And, and I think what's, what's, uh, like hard to do is the first step. Yeah. So like, so yeah. if we're like, when people are saying, "Man," especially I'm just, if it's a big part of your life. Yeah, yeah. If it's like, man, I just don't have direction. I don't feel like I've heard the voice of God recently, and people are just kind of in this discouragement about their faith. Some of the first questions I always ask is like, "How like how's Bible reading going? Like how's yep. that how's that Quiet time, time with Jesus?" Yep. I, yeah. And then usually it's like, "Hey, like what else are you mm-hmm. inputting into your life?" And sometimes it's just a detox. It's like, dude, That's we, just right. need, we just need to detox from some stuff. And that's so hard to do. It is. Um, detox from just the connections of social media or whatever it is for that individuals. I'm saying a lot of times in my generation and younger, like you students, it's social media. Yeah. It's just all of those things. That's m- kind of primarily what it is. I'm not saying that's always the issue, but yeah. um, I think we, and it's not because in it, the thing itself has its issues. Yeah. It's the way that we have a relationship with it is yeah. the issue. You can and have a healthy relationship with social media and be thriving. Yeah. I'm not saying but you when have to it's get your identity, it. correct? Yeah. yeah. The, the only I got to look at this to see how many likes I got to find out if yeah. I'm a popular person to yeah. find out if people like me. Yeah. Nonsense. Right. And so there's all those all those things in there that um, I think if we are wanting direction, wisdom, encouragement, comfort, and we're feeling like we're not having any of that, and we're a Christ follower. We're like, I, I haven't heard the voice of God for months. I'm just feeling dry. Mm-hmm. Man, I think those are all indicators of like, let's look at some things, yeah. some rhythms in your life. Like, what can we edit out right. to just resimplify some things and amplify those moments that God's speaking? Because God is speaking to those people. Yeah, It's not like he's turned off the volume. Yeah, He is speaking. We've just chosen to amplify mm-hmm. things other than God that's right. drowning out his voice. Yeah, And so some of the things that I, I feel like even for me is... Um, there's just daily little times right. that like God speaks. And yeah, there's like those like moments of like devotional time and scripture reading and some prayer time. But there's also times like in our current season of life where that's just not an easy rhythm. Like our right. kids wake up early and they're busy and stuff. And it's like, man, like we're up earlier than we thought mm-hmm. and we're trying to balance all these different things. There's sometimes where it's like, man, throughout the day, it's just a simple, like I'm turning the radio off. Right. And just from driving in Cheney, it's only five minutes to everywhere that's you right. go. But yep. those five minutes are five minutes of just some quiet. Yep. I can just say, hey, I'm just going to pray. And as yep. I'm going on the road, I'm just going to pray for these people that live in this house and this business and just mm-hmm. those things and just allowing some moments just for that to happen and then to just be quiet for the Lord and say, right. Lord, hey, I'm dealing with this. Like, what do you have for me? Then also when you're interacting with people, like the Lord is speaking mm-hmm. in different ways. And sometimes people will say things. And I find myself a lot of times always viewing what people are saying through a grid. And yeah. sometimes I look at it weird, like literally, like I see like a grid, like in the air. I'm like, how right. does that fit through it? But, you know, it's just like holding those thoughts captive and being like, how, like what this person is speaking, like, is it truth? How is this encouraging me? How is this building me up? How is this um, giving, you know, um, different things to the Lord? And so, so it's all about um, allowing that to happen. Yeah. Well, I think um, what you just said was, I was thinking about it and then you said it. So I thought I'd use the il- illustration that. A lot of times hearing God's voice is like tuning into a radio station. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's say God's voice is on 91.3. But if 
when we let those unneeded voices and those things that are distracting us from God's voice, it's like the radio being on 91.1. Mm-hmm. And we know how frustrating that is. Like mm-hmm. you get half of the radio station right, right. and half of, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, gosh, I can't hear that. It's super frustrating. Mm-hmm. Well, that's kind of like what having those unneeded things in our life are like. It's just static. Mm-hmm. And, and I do what you're talking about occasionally too. And I think I need to do it even more. But yeah, I'm in Cheney. Like, what am I really going to gain from <laughs> hearing the radio for two and a half minutes while mm-hmm. I drive home? And it's a good opportunity for me to um, remind myself that I don't always need noise, mm-hmm. right? So just turn. I'm just going to turn it off. Mm-hmm. And and to be honest, most of my radio stations are Christian radio stations. So I'm listening to the Christian radio. Mm-hmm. I'm listening to a message, a sermon, a Christian song, whatever, mm-hmm. um, a Christian podcast, whatever. But I turn it off. Why? Because my brain needs to also be trained. Mm-hmm that it's okay to be quiet. Right. And that's hard to do. Yeah, that's good. I want to just go to Ephesians 5 really quick. Yeah, I think this would be um, a good good way to end yeah, your Ephesians yep. 5. Yeah, we're getting yeah. that 40, over 40 minutes time. So um, Ephesians 5.15 says this, So be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, but like those who are wise. Make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. I think that's kind of what we're talking about. Like, yep. We have opportunities throughout the day that we just need to take advantage of. Right. Like we can't add more time to our lives. So let's take advantage of the times that we do have. And mm-hmm. that might be also editing things out of it. Mm-hmm. Don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. Don't be drunk with wine because that would ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves, making music to the Lord in your hearts. And give thanks for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Mm. So really, it's it's about living a lifestyle for right. Jesus. And in Colossians 3, he basically almost carbon copies that same right. kind of phrasing yep. um, for, for the church in Colossae. In Colosse. um, and so it's about having a lifestyle that just has intention, and it's directed towards the Lord. It's directed right. to hearing His voice. It's also having a heart posture of being thankful and mm-hmm. singing psalms and allowing the Spirit to just flow through you. And it takes intentional rhythms to make that like a natural thing, yeah. like anything in life. Yeah. you know. And I think we've been talking about a lot of times we all want to hear the voice of God. I think we're all desiring that. We're all looking for direction. We're just a lot of times looking at the wrong sources mm-hmm. for those directions. And that can come through all the different avenues we talked about. And so let's limit those things. Let's actually get the true voice of the Good Shepherd, who the Lord is, quiet our hearts and just hear from Him for those moments that we need direction and comfort, encouragement, all those things. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And I think this is important. It's huge. And I think that people, um, we all need to hear the voice of the Lord. And it it is a challenge. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm encouraged to talk about it today. And those of Mm -hmm. you that are listening, I want to encourage you to to do what we're talking about and that is make make a new rhythm in mm-hmm. your life and think about what things could you could say no to mm-hmm. and what things you need to continue to say yes to and uh, let the Holy Spirit lead you. Yeah, sounds good. All right, well, thanks for listening, y'all, and we'll yep. catch you guys soon. All right, see you later. <laughs>